What's up, whiskeys, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Jamal K. Davis here with Chris Gehring, Jacob Rame, Ryan Dizdier, and Zach Rosen. This <laughs> podcast is powered by BioFreeze, the official topical reliever of the Washington Wizards. BioFreeze offers fast-acting, long-lasting, powerful pain relief to help you feel no limits. BioFreeze can be found at your local retailer as well as online. And everyone knows this is the time of year where we all get excited for the 2019 NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Championship. And we're going to fill out some brackets. And Zach's got some inside uh, information from the Washington Wizards themselves of who they think are going to advance in this tournament. So we'll get into all of that. But first, let's talk about the Washington Wizards and their chances of making it to the NBA's version of the bracket, the playoffs. Uh, Their chances are slimming as they are finding ways to not get wins. Bradley Beal did not have a great game last night as they were beat pretty Was named handily. player of the week before that, though. Was named player of the week before that as they lost to the Denver Nuggets mm. as they head to Chicago the today. Utah Jazz. Excuse me, Utah Jazz. Jeez, what am I talking we'll about? We'll see the Nuggets. Uh, we will this see week. the Nuggets on this week and uh, for the West Coast road trip uh, is coming up where we got Denver, LA, Phoenix, Lakers, Utah, Phoenix. and then Denver. What are your thoughts on the Washington Wizards and their chances of making a playoff push as this homestand is almost near an end where they had seven games out of eight at home and a, a chance to make way to get to that eight seed in, in a, what, three and two so far at home? Yeah, I mean, you really, you realistically were needing to go five and oh, four and one through that stretch. I mean, the fact they haven't played badly, um, the one game I think you'd really like to have, well, with the exception of the Utah game, that was a debacle. The one, the one game you'd really like to have back is Charlotte, certainly. But other than that, you went three and two and you've played okay. But um, you, you put yourself behind the eight ball, and at that point, you really were looking at, you know, as as you know, Scotty Brooks has said it repeatedly, like we need to get, you know, we need to get red hot. And this team is playing all right, but they're not red hot, and they're just they're. It just looks like right now they're going to run out of time. They might be of the like. Of the Heat, the Magic, the Hornets, and us, you might look at it and say, well, you know, the Wizards might be playing the best of those four teams. They're probably not right now. It's probably the Heat um, who won in Oklahoma City last night. But they're playing as, as well as those teams probably. And But you're just going to run out of time. And I just at this, at this point, you look at the math and you're four and a half back with three teams in between you and the eighth and with 11 games to play and and it's and it's daunting. I mean, you're really now at the point where you're like, if you don't go nine and two, ten and one, you really don't have much of a chance. And of course, there, you know, when you look at the rest of the games, there aren't many East Coast Conference teams that they are going to be playing to even. The Charlotte loss was that really was, bad because that was really it tough. was not losing, only in division, losing but, to Charlotte twice in a week. Yeah, I mean, like that was yeah. Those I, are the games that you had to have. Charlotte yeah. would have had the tiebreaker no matter what if if the Wizards won that game on Friday, but it's more so the win-loss. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I don't think Charlotte's making the playoffs, first of all. But no, the, the bottom not. line is the Heat is playing so well that even though the Wizards played well this past week, I thought they still made up zero games. I think they lost half a game on the Heat because the Heat went like 7-1 and one in their last eight, and mm-hmm. that's just... 7-2. and two. Yeah, I mean... That's just what happens when you are chasing other teams. You you can't control anything but your own team. Like, the Heat are controlling their own destiny at this point. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, we thought the Nets would slide. They still could. They might lose their playoff spot, but the Wizards are still, what, five and a half back of them. So, you know, it it becomes you look back earlier in the season, you say, oh, this was a bad loss. I hope it doesn't bite us kind of thing. And at this point, the math isn't really in their favor. But I, I, will, I, will, I will say this. Looking at, looking at the schedule, you know, we play, you know, in Chicago, which is a very winnable game. We play Denver at home. Uh, that's going to be an extraordinarily difficult game, but we've been a good home team. And we've beaten good teams at home before. You get those two, and then you go to the Miami. In Miami, their next two are on the road at San Antonio and Milwaukee, two of the most difficult games in the NBA right now. If they drop those two and we win against Chicago and Denver, then you're looking at two and a half back with a game against Miami on the docket. Which is a- you win that game. You're one and a half back, and and we're having a little bit of a different conversation. Granted, that doesn't take into account what Orlando and Charlotte do, and uh, I'm not saying that's the most likely scenario in the world right now. But I'm just saying, like, you know, we're not dead yet. But but the math, the math, and the number of games left is very against us. Yeah. Uh, Bottom line is that this week is really we keep we kept we've kept pushing back the like this is the critical week. This is the critical week, and you know. It, it really is right now. It's these next three games. And, you know, nobody knows that better than the Wizards. They understand what's going on. Bradley Beal has said, after, especially after those two Charlotte losses, you know, he, he admitted that, you know, those ones sting. They know that. And you can't get them back, unfortunately. They got to keep going. They got to keep grinding it out. And it's not, it's not going to get much easier past this week. West Coast trips are always hard. They end the trip with two of the best teams in the West. Um, the first two are on a back-to-back, so there's all kinds of things that it's just hard to win out there, and so they got to take care of these three games and give themselves a chance, and I think that that'll be the mindset. But yeah, I mean, it's just it, it is difficult at this point, and you, with all the things that have happened this season, it's just uh, you know for them to for them to be in it right now is is I think a testament to them. It's a testament to like we said, Brad, the way he's played, winning Player of the Week. Um, it's been a valiant effort yeah it's been a really valiant effort especially on his part and i think that that's been the fun part to watch but yeah the the math is the the time is certainly running out and and they understand that yeah not to sound like a broken record but just i mean you want to look at games that you hope wouldn't come back to bite you i mean last weekend two very i mean if it one call went the other way or something like that could have been two and oh against charlotte and minnesota so just like all the little things have kind of mounted up, and like Chris said, the fact that the Wizards are still in the playoff picture and still in the hunt is a testament to how the guys have been gelling together and the new guys, and there's been a lot of uh, changeover. But, I mean, as has been said, we have kept saying this is a crucial game, this is a crucial week. Miami on Saturday is going to be in all likelihood. It could be a season decider. It could be playoff uh, huge playoff implications so taking care of that but at this point the Wizards can really and it's a really difficult and unfortunate thing but can only focus on what they can control and then everything else just has to break their way and they have to get lucky because chasing one team would be difficult but chasing three teams is really tough and just seeing what they do and having to keep an eye on that is you know not a favorable situation for sure but like Jacob said not dead yet just uh, work to do and another thing to keep an eye on is Brooklyn. I mean, you guys were talking about it, what, three, four weeks back, about how they are sliding. They've lost three in a row. They're only one game up on Miami in the seventh seed. So, realistically, the seventh seed is 
not that far fetched from the eight seed with five, six teams all jumbled together. Yeah, I mean they're a, they have a tough schedule. We've gone over this. They have a tough schedule, like a seven game road trip. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot for them. Realistically, to catch them though, that you have to look at them going. They probably have to go like two and nine, and they probably will based yeah. on their schedule. Yeah. So, uh, they're they haven't been playing well. Like regardless of their schedule, they've been struggling really, really bad since Dinwiddie got hurt. I think he's back now, but. It, it's just tough when you, you have – that team suffered a lot of injuries all year and they've still fought back. Um, but, yeah, it, it's – again, comes down to the math. It's going to be tough. But if you're looking at a team more likely to fall off, in my opinion, it's probably Brooklyn. But mm-hmm. Miami, like Jacob said, has some tough games coming up. Uh, San Antonio is like one nine in a row out of nowhere after they – think they lost like two of nine. I think they're up nine. to the five seed now in the yeah, West. They're, they're amazing right now. Um, yeah, I mean, you look, you do look at Brooklyn's schedule, and it is that for they've lost so they've lost three in a row. But prior to that, they'd won four in a row. But they've lost three in a row, and you have to go at Sacramento, at the Lakers. Um, you know, who knows if LeBron will play and what that Lakers team will be at that point. At Portland, at Philly, home against Boston, home against Milwaukee, home against Toronto, at Milwaukee, at Indiana, closing against Miami, and. That could be a big game, right? That's there. a bear, Brooklyn, man. Miami. That's a yeah, bear no of a schedule. You know, it's interesting that all the um, based on looking at schedule and win probabilities and stuff like that, and you know, um, you look at what like five thirty eight has the playoff odds right now, and they still have they still have Brooklyn is is pretty likely to make it, and the team that they have the most likely to get the eighth seed right now is Orlando because you look at Orlando's schedule down the stretch. Orlando's playing all right; they're three and two over their last five. But you look at what they have. I mean, their next two are home against New Orleans home against Memphis you know they've got home games against the Knicks and the Hawks in there so I mean you look at their schedule and and even though they're a couple back right now um you know there are there are a lot of winnable games out there for Orlando and at the end of the day like we've said again a million times and we can get off the subject but the Wizards are also chasing them so you know like right anytime there's a win for any of these teams, that's why that's why the math the is so difficult because you're hard. chasing three teams. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if if you're if you told me right now that we were four and a half back of just Miami, and you look at the way the schedules are, I'd say, mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, well, they they just got to get really hot. But now, getting really hot at this point may not even be good enough, unfortunately, just because of the lack of games left in the season. Yeah, and a long West Coast road trip coming up. Yeah, they're gonna have to get they're gonna have to get wins against really good teams out west against a, a Utah team that just that really took it to him last night. Yeah, yeah. face guarding Bradley Beal, first time since high school he's been face guarded. He was so mad. <laughs> he struggled. He struggled last night, especially after as well, you guys he couldn't breathe. So that would be yeah, 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 that would be part of the problem. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we have a, a wonderful problem. Yeah, let's move on to the NCAA brackets. tournament. Let's talk about the brackets. We've each filled out a bracket, um, and not, you know, to belabor this too much. Um, you want to go and just pick some of our upsets in our final four? Go round table. Yeah, that's yeah. better than yeah. Let's do it. Sure. We, you guys don't want to go through and analyze every pick every and pod pick? for the next two and a half hours? No, because yeah. I got to be honest, I kind of do. Especially like because <laughs> that's what I'm going to do off we'll do of that the at pod. Lunchtime. So yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> the first four. Prairie View versus. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you, got, you got me. You got me there. You got me there. <laughs> okay, go ahead, go ahead Chris Gary. Okay, I mean to jump to it, and I think overall this is going to be a common thread, so I'll just get it out of the way and take the boring route. But is you think that Louisville Duke, is going to win the yeah. NCAA tournament? Oh no, we'll get to them. Uh, <laughs> the Duke. I mean Duke is. An incredible team. Obviously, everybody has watched them at some point. Even if you're not a huge college basketball fan, you've probably turned on Duke this year. I know for all of us that have that that live in the NBA world and maybe don't get to watch as much college basketball as we used to. I mean, Duke is just no, a, we still get to. Yeah, <laughs> I, sure. I still watch a they're lot still of college a special, basketball. They're still just like a special team. They're appointment viewing and. They'll be in uh, if am, they make it to the Sweet Sixteen. They'll be in Washington D.C. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to see them. I have them playing uh, the Tar Heels for the title. I just think that that would just be. I know that it's chalk, and I know that it, it might seem boring, but that game would be just. I mean, it'd be massive. It'd be one of the biggest games in a rivalry that is easily the best in college basketball, and um, I just think that'd be really fun to watch them play again. So. That's that. I have Louisville going to the Elite Eight um, because <laughs> Why I can't not? help myself. I can't. You got to play myself. Maryland in the Elite Eight, yeah, right? I can't help myself. I mean, I just I just listened to John Rothstein and he had Maryland going to the Elite Eight, and so uh, that got me all hyped when originally I had them losing to Belmont, but now I'm back on the Terps. <laughs> yeah. The the only other team that I really like in this tournament is it's not a stretch, but playing talking about a team that can that can pick off a one seed at some point i really like florida state they have a ton of length they're battle tested they've played in the acc um they've got a lot of big bodies a lot of like you know uh yeah pretty brutal know, nba nba level nba level mm-hmm. um physicality for gonzaga for yeah. the Knowles. so Michigan, i really Texas like Tech the Knowles. And florida state syracuse in the second round would be tough too. yeah so the zags got a tough draw they obviously lost their conference championship as well i i don't know i wonder if that hurt them at all or if they're always going to be in that like I mean, they're in out, that region. They're out west. I mean, so right. Still got so the one. it still helps them to be out west and be the one. So, but they they have a really tough draw. Florida State is kind of my. I mean, they're not a sleeper at a four seed and an ACC team, but I, I really like them. So, what's your final four? So the final four is Duke, Michigan, Tennessee, UNC. And to win it all, the Duke, Duke. Blue Devils. Wow. Okay. Um, I, I really want that epic championship game. Unless Louisville makes it, I can't. So I know that I know that I know that statistically, you know, Duke has by far the highest likelihood to win this tournament. I was actually um, like going through some some of the you know advanced analytics before this podcast and looking at like likelihoods to get to different rounds and stuff like that. And this this is shaping up at least via. I mean, it won't happen this way because it never does. But as one of the chalkiest NCAA terms, because the the top teams are so strong this year in comparison I mean you look at you look at the threes the three seeds in this tournament versus even the twos and it's not I don't it's not like I mean no no disrespect but you look at the season that Tennessee had versus the season that Purdue had you look at the season that Kentucky had versus the season that Houston had and it's just these the the ones and twos are so strong and the ones are and the, and the, the, the three ACC teams in my mind are by far the three best teams in the country um, after, you know, the, based on the metrics, based on the eye test, based on it all. I'm taking Virginia to win it all this year, and wow, I think that it's partially because I just don't want to pick Duke, even though I know that 
I know that in my head, my head's like, yeah, Duke's probably going to win, blah, blah, blah. I really, I would love to see Virginia bounce back. I'd love to see Tony Bennett bounce back this year. I tell you what, I feel, I feel for Gardner Webb in that first game. Like, <laughs> I think they're going to, they're going to be, they're going to be on pointing into that 16 seed. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to Shannon Clancy who loves Gardner Webb in that matchup. Um, and, and, and then, and then, you know, and then they, the, the, the draw shakes out really well for them. Um, I think that they'll really frustrate Tennessee um, or Purdue, and and then you know Virginia UNC obviously if they, if it gets to that is is a is a is a toss up. Um, my final four is uh, you know I, I, it's really tempting to take all four ones. I love Gonzaga, um, but I'm not going to take all four ones. I'm going to take Michigan too. Is maybe Texas Tech? I don't know. Uh, I'll say I'll say Duke, Michigan, Virginia, North Carolina. I know I just like corrected myself three times there but i haven't i haven't finalized the bracket yet you know it's tough there's definitely a lot of, i i agree there's a, a gap between the top eight and the rest of the team. i really feel like there's a and big gap this year and it feels it feels bigger yeah. than in most years so we'll see my favorite three is probably texas tech and they struggled down the stretch mm-hmm. um you know so i don't know um yeah all right ryan my final four is duke and i'm doing this right now i haven't even filled out a bracket yet so duke michigan Tennessee. No, just no, no, no respect for Gonzaga. But I honestly, for me, it's more like, and sorry to interrupt you, Ryan, (laughs) as I'm awful about interrupting. Just ask my wife. Um, (laughs) I feel like the only reason I'm taking Michigan over Gonzaga is, uh, first off, John Beeline is electric in March. Like, no one can argue with that. But I just don't want to pick all four ones. Like, it's really hard to see those other three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's really hard to see the other three ones losing right now. I mean, you know, shoot, maybe North Carolina lose to Utah State. Who knows? But, like, right now, it's tough Love to see. Love the Aggies. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Please continue as I'm so freaking rude. Duke, Michigan, Tennessee, UNC. Duke versus Tennessee. Tennessee winning. Let's get let's wow. go wild. Whoa, I, I also admittedly do not know as much about college basketball as everyone else here. I follow I Villanova, you know more than and that's about it. And my <laughs> bold prediction for this tournament is Villanova will win one game. And that's, it. <laughs> and that's it. Wow, congrats to Villanova on one win over St. Mary's, who is really probably played the game of their lives against Gonzaga. Yeah. Otherwise, they're not very good. So... Uh, I brought my upset bracket, which was stupid because <laughs> it's, like, incentivized for upsets, so I'm not going to read that one off. But I think my final four is going to be Duke, Gonzaga, Tennessee, uh, UNC. I'm not afraid to pick all ones. I never have been because at the end of the day, if you pick six of the eight Elite Eight correctly, you're going to get more points than missing a few upsets sure. in the first round, and that's always been my strategy. Uh, I, might, I might end up with all four ones in there. I think Duke, Duke is going to win it. Over Tennessee, that's who I have right now. Um, I'm worried for Duke. I do think they actually have a very tough road. VCU is just annoying to play against. I think Virginia Tech could actually beat them. They already did this year, although Zion didn't play. That was in Blacksburg. Yeah, but still, I mean, Virginia Tech is getting their best player back. So that's a big deal for them. And then Michigan State is as good as ever. I mean, they're just so well coached. Right, they're but they lose to Maryland in the Sweet 16, so uh, they won't be there. Well, I've got Maryland losing to Belmont, who's going to beat Temple <laughs> tonight. So, uh, Maryland, if you need any advice, pick against Maryland, pick against Villanova, so here's the only thing. pick against Marquette, and uh, who else? Pick against Kansas. They're terrible this year. Northeastern's wow. got, got some shooting, and shooting destroys Kansas. I really like Northeastern as an upset. Um, wow. The only uh, thing I'll say about, the Mar- about Maryland-Belmont is that this year, it feels like 
that is the sexiest upset pick oh, in the I'm first round. Oh, I'm 100% going to flip my pick. and Because everyone's going to pick that. Everybody's going to be on Belmont, and I feel like that's one of those games where, like, you know, Maryland has two NBA players in the front court. Like, Anthony Cowan is a proven point guard. They could come out and beat – and Belmont was a bad team this but here, year. But you have to Belmont see, was the last team in the tournament. Like You have to see how they play tonight. That If they get some momentum, though, there's always one team in the first four that makes it. I, I, also, I also do feel like people could be overrating Maryland's loss to Nebraska because that game could – I mean, look, you can take that game one of two ways, right? You can say, we lost Nebraska, we suck, we're beaten down, we're not going to beat anybody else. Or it's a wake-up call, and it's like, we are much better than that. Like Gonzaga. We need to, like Texas Tech, a lot of these teams had those in their tournaments. Not as bad as losing to Nebraska. Yeah, well, Nebraska was tough. They played Wisconsin really well. They they're just kind of. I mean, hot take: Wisconsin might not be very good either. Mm, number twelve in the net. So another sexy pick everyone's going to have is Oregon over Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a better version of Oregon, but I am vastly afraid so, of the seven, six, ten guys who can guard Ethan Half. Yeah, and the other. Th- <laughs> I mean, uh, Wisconsin cannot get buckets when they need to. And Oregon's defense is electric, and I know you can say the same thing about Oregon yeah. and Wisconsin's defense. One thing I'll say is is that when looking at that matchup, and you know, and I haven't decided who I'm picking in that one. I flip flopped like six times. Wisconsin shoots free throws as badly as any team in the country, and Oregon is in the is in you know the top quarter in I, terms of free. I throw will shooting. say, if you looked at the clutch free throw shooting for Wisconsin, I bet it's better because Trice is a very clutch player for them, their point guard, and. That would be the saving grace, but a lot of it is Ethan Happ, who cannot shoot free throws for his life. He can't be on the floor at the end of yeah, games right can't. now. No, and he can't. Admittedly, he cannot, but Big Cat saved his free throws, right? So, <laughs> True. Uh, I think UC Irvine's a good upset pick. Kansas State is banged up, but I also really like Kansas State as a team, even without Dean Wade. I think they're a good team. Uh, Yale's going to be a sexy upset over LSU. I don't think people realize how good LSU is. I know there's a lot going on there. They had a ton of impressive wins in, during the regular season, but you just have no idea how they're going to respond without their coach. So it's tough to really trust them. Uh, I think if St. John's beats Arizona State, they could beat Buffalo 11-6. I think that's a pretty evenly matched game. And a lot of times, like, remember last year, everyone was like, oh, Loyola's the sexy pick. They're not going to mm-hmm. win. They won. They went to the Final Four. And I think what you have to do with these seedings is you think – are these teams like get rid of the seating? Look at them. Throw the seating out the window. <laughs> no, but seriously, are they evenly matched teams? Like Wisconsin, Oregon is probably a fairly even matched game. Well, so you if you're looking for an, if you're in an upset bracket, that's probably a, a, a worth the risk. So yeah, look at, um, you look do we have any? Do we have any 15 seeds that we think could win or 16? Mm. I think Montana is probably was, the best 15 Montana's seed. I would say. Yeah. I would. I might the. The, the Montana is definitely, but, but I don't see. But so Michigan good. is so solid. Yeah. yeah. Any other fourteen? If it was like a really undisciplined Old Dominion fifteen, over Purdue. Old Dominion might. I. I was I was given I some like intel Old on Dominion. Old Dominion, and the intel that I was given was they're not very good. There you go. Georgia um, State's another team that's had success <laughs> in the tournament. Houston's thirty-one yeah. and three. Like, are they Houston really is very good. good. Yeah, they Houston's are very good. good. And they're. I don't they, know if they're a three. Houston seed. looked really bad in they, their last game against. It's I know it's game. one game. I, I know it's one game, played, but it's the one game I watched. They play so a, they play a week my, schedule. Houston yeah. plays a week schedule, so they have an inflated record. But like you see, it's still tough to go through. You know who else plays an inflated schedule? Gonzaga, they're sure. a one seed. Yeah, so sure. you so you know that they can be. I think I think that Houston's a really good team. We've talked about this in the office. In the office, I think we agree. That even though they they did look really bad against Cincinnati, they in the AAC championship game, 
I think they're a good team too. I do agree. I mean, the Georgia State is always a they Ron can be a trendy Hunter. team. He's electric. Ron Hunter oh, is yeah. is built for March, no matter if he's injured or not. But so I, I think that they're an interesting team. They're, I just don't know. I I'm always bad at picking upsets. I think that this year the top seeds are really going to dominate, and I'm, yeah. I know I'll be wrong in two days, but... Rose, you want to talk about... I really feel I like was just going to say, I think every single seven seed is extremely dangerous for all those two seeds in the second round, especially because Cincinnati would play Tennessee in Columbus, Ohio. The one, the one seven I don't think is that dangerous. Is, I, I don't is think Wofford? Wofford's getting by Kentucky. No. Well, you're a big Wofford guy. But <laughs> I, I, I like Wofford I, in the I first think round. Hall, I'm also just not a Big East guy yeah, this year. Yeah, the Big East. But mm-hmm. I, wasn't the Big East good in the tournament last year or something? Villanova's won Hell yeah. two of the last Absolutely. championships. So um, everybody's like down on the Big East. Marquette Murray State go. is my favorite matchup of the first round, and uh, I don't think it's even close. I'm yeah. really excited for that game. Heck yeah. yeah. My favorite all... match of the first round is probably Maryland, Belmont, or Temple. Uh, I think that one's got game is going to be a blowout city, and Maryland is just going to roll to the Final Four. Do we have any eight or nine seeds that we think could, could upset a one? Yeah, I mean, you have to think that the most likely one is Cuse Q's over Gonzaga. Yeah. Yeah. Cuse is so annoying to play against. And Bayheim is just yeah. a great coach. They win every year in the tournament when they're these terrible seeds compared to their history. Right. I think Utah State is really good, but North Carolina has been playing so well. Get rid of the the, the game against Duke. I mean, they could have won it at the end. They're yeah, playing they were, they were so well. They were one shot away. Yeah. Rosie, you want to run through what some of our guys said about their brackets? We um, we uh, yeah. we talked to some of the uh, some of the Wizards who obviously have some uh, some stake in the game given uh, their alumni status, alumni. and uh, and so uh, he uh, he talked to some of them about what they think is going to have go down. And um, okay, uh, so. The, the best one, of course, is that Wisconsin and Oregon play each other in the first round. So you have Sam Decker versus Troy Brown. Yeah. Um, Troy said Oregon's going to beat Wisconsin by five and go all the way. I, I wouldn't say <laughs> I wouldn't say he was too confident. Uh, but Decker, uh, I think Decker thinks Duke will beat Tennessee, but he'll obviously be rooting for Wisconsin. He was telling me how when he was in Houston, he picked against Wisconsin, and everyone in Wisconsin got really mad at him, which is the most Wisconsin <laughs> thing ever. Even though they weren't that good that year, they're like an eight seed. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Sadoransky told me he doesn't watch, but he told he told Sam Decker he'll root for Wisconsin, so that's nice. Locker mates. Jeff Green fills out a bracket, but since Georgetown's not in it, he doesn't really care, so have fun watching the NIT, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Georgetown-Harvard is a heck of an yeah, NIT matchup. Game, yeah. Harvard's yeah. great. Harvard's great, and, I mean, GPAs, man. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, those two really schools are really bright. Really um, bright Jordan McRae is like watches every Tennessee game, so he said Tennessee all the way. I I didn't really need to even ask him. I just got confirmation on that one. Uh, Jabari thinks Duke's gonna lose to Gonzaga in the Final Four only because he's friends with Zach Norvell, who's oh, on Gonzaga. Oh, okay. He he'll be rooting for Duke though. Trevor Ariza and I quote: "I have no clue." Uh, uh, UCLA wasn't that close this year. I don't think he has watched a UCLA game in years. Uh, <laughs> Trevor is like very to himself, doesn't really pay attention to the outside noise ever. So, uh, Bobby Portis said Tennessee. His Razorbacks are not in it, but SEC he's an SEC pride. guy. SEC pride. Bradley Beal, of course, will be rooting for the Gators, but he thinks that a team that no one expects will win it all. That's, that's great. That's oh, wow. a Bradley Beal. So some would say. Oh, so some would State. say that might be Maryland because I, uh, nobody thinks that Maryland's yeah. going to win. So Jamoka, you have Beals Michigan on Maryland. State. You heard Who's that your first. Final four? My final four is Michigan State, Michigan, UBA, and UNC. So Michigan you have State Duke losing. Michigan yeah. State, Michigan would be an electric final four game. I have Duke game, losing man. to Michigan State because I feel like uh, 
That point guard, Cassius. Cassius is Winston. Very Cassius good. Cassius Winston is going to tear Duke apart. Uh, and I think that they're a better shooting team than the Duke Blue Devils. And the, that is definitely true. Duke is not a good shooting team. But yeah. Duke does just about everything else, else at a really, really <laughs> elite level. So I have two more nuggets. Florida State beat Gonzaga last year in the tournament. Mm -hmm. They both have basically the same teams. That'll be interesting. I have that's, FSU beating the Zags. Yeah, I don't hate that pick at all. I think that's a very even, evenly matched up game. But Florida State needs to get by Marquette or Murray State in order to play that game. John Morant. I want to ja see him. John Morant. I'd like to see him make a run. That'd and then we didn't talk about Kentucky, but they're really good too. Really, really good. So I have them losing to Houston. Mm, wow. I don't think Houston has the size to do that. I will say that this Kentucky team, they don't have like – you don't know a lot of their scorers' names, but they play good defense. My favorite player uh, is Ashton Haggins on Kentucky, who I think is going to be like a, a steal late in the first round. He plays great defense. Perimeter defender. Yeah. Kentucky's kind of flown. I mean, they Kentucky never flies under the radar, <laughs> yeah. but they don't. They don't have like Zach's right. They don't have the headliner. Zion has kind of stolen the show, mm -hmm. but um, they don't have the headliner. But they still are loaded with a ton of top talent, big you know, big NBA level athletes, um, and yeah, they're going to be dangerous. I don't like them very much so i'm going to pick them to lose too early <laughs> but they're very very good I and i wouldn't watch. be surprised if you, i mean it certainly wouldn't be a surprise to see them in the elite eight it's it would be it wouldn't be much of a surprise to see them go further either okay are you a one bracket guy or it's okay to have multiple brackets and just i'm i'm a one bracket guy unless there's a special yeah. unless there's incentive to pick up switch sets. it up and uh, pick up sets depends on the size of the bracket pool as well for yeah. me yeah, yeah. fair Okay. Um, I'm a one. I try. I try to only do one bracket, yeah. but usually I I'll like forget <laughs> <laughs> who I picked. Uh, Ryan. Uh, I do too. I do one with friends, and then my dad makes me do the family one. So oh. I don't really. Oh, have a that's choice. really cool. A family bracket. My dad doesn't. No, it's awful. It is. My dad just talks so much smack from the commissioner's chair. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> a commissioner's chair? Yeah, he How sends out people? these emails, and really? he's like, "Oh, yeah, that's awesome." The Scott, Uncle Dave the Scott was awful. Brooks was like, bracket emails are legendary. Yeah, they, they are. Uh, one other. Guy Scotty that, Brooks is UC Irvine in the yeah, tournament. I haven't talked to him about it, but I think he would pick them. Uh, UCF Go has a seven-six guy named Taco Fall. If you're looking for some oh, entertainment, yeah. any other? I think uh, people f people forget that Villanova won the tournament last year. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. as I, as much as they've been up and down, as much as I said pick against them, uh, I don't think they have too tough of a draw till the Sweet Sixteen. So, mm -hmm. I have them going to the Sweet Sixteen. I I think that they're pedigree and their experience that they have left. Obviously, Matt Painter's great they had a March. couple guys leave I don't know about <laughs> Purdue. Dante DiVincenzo and, and uh, Amari Spellman, it was tough to see them leave early for, for Nova. Jay Wright said on the selection show that he was kind of counting on having them mm -hmm. for this year's Probably team. should have stayed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I would <laughs> say that Spellman. they really could have used both of them staying. If they would have, then, I mean, we're talking about well, they totally both got NBA team. paychecks. But um, oh, they also lost Jalen Brunson from last yeah. year, which is, import, is an important loss, especially in college. He's, he's been really yeah, he's good been. in Dallas. But I just, I don't know, I like them. I feel like they turned a corner with these last two. With the, like, I used to feel like Nova was, was iffy in March, mm -hmm. and then their program just turned a corner, and obviously they've, they've won twice, and uh, they're just a totally different program now in March, and Jay Wright's obviously to thank for that. So I like them. I like Maryland to go to the Sweet 16. I like 
well, I don't know if all, we all like Louisville to go to the Sweet 16, but um, <laughs> I picked all of our squads to go to the Sweet 16. So whatever, I'll be rooting for our office for at least the first two rounds, and we'll see what happens. That's awesome. Uh, we we'll be rooting for Pitt and whatever they're into. CIT, CBI, are they in the are they in the FBI tournament with LSU? CBI. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. Piddle will be bound. If we had, uh, <laughs> okay, Cam. Why am I forgetting his last name? Cam, Cam Johnson. Johnson. If he had stayed and I'm didn't Pitt. go to North Carolina, I think Pitt would have been. Maybe you would have won a conference game. Are you going to enjoy the first four tonight? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Be exciting. Big I'm Belmont for, guy. Uh, I'm rooting for the party school, Arizona State. They don't play uh, tonight. Tomorrow. No, but just tomorrow, Arizona State, NC Central, Temple. Uh, shout out to Kim Rose. Her brother plays for Temple. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I think and North Dakota State's gonna beat the smack out of NC Central. Sorry, shout out to wow. Flav, but I shout think, out to Flav. Think, That's what's great. You gotta... And their coach had this whole quote about how he doesn't want to play Duke if they win. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Lavelle Lavelle Moten, who's actually like John Wall's godfather or uncle, so. Raleigh. That's cool. Yep. Raleigh. Represent Raleigh. And in Prairie View is my other school. So, All right. That'll do it for Off the Bench. For Chris Gary, Jacob Rain, Ryan Disdier, and Zach Rosen, I'm Jamo K. Davis. Oh. This podcast is powered by BioFreeze, the official topical reliever of the Wizards. BioFreeze offers fast-acting, long-lasting, powerful pain relief to help you feel no limits. BioFreeze can be found at your local retailer as well as online. That'll do it for Off the Bench, everybody. Ciao for now.